movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hey, Charlie. Hey, John. How are you doing? I'm alright, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. How's your day been going? Quiet. <laughs> I wish mine was quiet, man. I'll tell you, it's been a busy work day. Busy work day. <laughs> <laughs> because, let's see, this morning, I had to go and try and get breakfast with my boss and I, right? So, mm-hmm. all the roads were pretty much closed. Well, not closed, but they weren't able to be driving on on ice or anything. You know what I'm saying. It was just really icy. Yeah. So all the fast food restaurants were closed. Mm. And I'm like, if, this was, if I lived up north, they wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that. I'd be like, look, you're coming in one way or the other. You know, because yeah. up in the north and the north thing. Uh, rain, sleet, or snow, you're coming, your ass is coming to work no matter what. And down here, it's like, oh, well, if we have a little bit of sleet, if we have some frozen conditions and everything, they close down everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I actually had to get breakfast from the grocery store. <laughs> they <were serving laughs> breakfast. Yeah, they were serving like sausage biscuits and things like that. So it oh, was like, man. yeah, it was pretty funny. And then, of course, I had to go to Circle K to get my frappe because I was at first I was thinking, well, I just I can go down to McDonald's, you know, they might be yeah. open. Nope. McDonald's was closed. Mm. So, yeah, I had to go on ahead and just get my Starbucks and go from there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, one thing I'm happy about is the fact that, you know, we've been following this news report for a while about face off like last year. I remember that. Face Off was actually going to be rebooted and stuff like that. And my first initial thoughts was, and I know that you feel the same way, was like, why the hell are they even rebooting this thing? Exactly. (laughs) You know? I had the same reaction. Okay, so I actually did this, though, too. I didn't do a review on Face Off or anything like that for the audio-only podcast or anything like that, right? Yeah. But I just went on ahead and said, look, all nothing really. Hold on one second. We actually have a message. Favorite part of Face Off is when Cage, as we well, know, Travolta as Cage explains that he wants to take Cage's face, Travolta's face as Cage off, and he puts I his hand against his face and he goes, <laughs> "Face off, face off," and that's like that's the punchline the whole movie was built around. <laughs> I agree, man. That that scene was actually pretty funny. And then also, too, Caster's brother is actually, no more drugs for this guy. For that man. For that man. That made me laugh my ass off. I remember going to the movie theaters to see this in 1996, I want to say, or 97, when this movie came out. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just excited because it was a new John Woo film. We actually have Nicolas Cage acting like Tra- uh, Travolta. We have Travolta acting like Nic- Nicolas Cage. It was mm-hmm. just this whole entire wacky thing where the characters are just pretending to be other actors. Yeah. And it worked. It definitely worked in its favor. Yeah. The chemistry worked out really well. Yeah. But, you know, whenever I did the audio-only podcast last year, I was like, my initial thoughts was this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the film. What can they change about the film? Nothing. To make it more modernized and everything. Nothing. You would actually have to do a retelling, a rebranding of what Face Off is in a different way to do it. And one of my friends actually said this. Well, there's that awkward scene where Travolta walks in on his daughter and hands her a switchblade and things like that. I'm like, to me, that was not really that creepy or anything, considering the fact it's actually Caster Troy that's actually doing it and not the father. Yeah. So, you know... I mean, that's, that and that's Caster Troy's M.O. I mean, you saw right. in the opening sequence of him, like, him, like, him, like, rea- again, like, getting turned on by the one choir girl or whatever, and, like, just him, like, spinning his hair and spinning his head. I mean, it's... It's, it's just... That's his character. <laughs> right. And I'll that opening scene with the with him being the priest is actually my favorite opening in the whole entire movie, and mm-hmm. I laugh my ass off every single time that that part's actually on. Um, yeah, let's take a look and see what we have for listeners. They're actually going to reboot Face Off. I mean, I, okay, so the film was all right. Um, you know, Nicolas Cage and everything. I mean, I and John Travolta, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. Just, I mean, let's just leave well enough alone, you know? Yeah. Okay, it's actually a sequel. Yeah, it's not a Right, because I'm just going based off the reports I remember last year where they said they were yeah. going to reboot it. And yeah. then I was just going to go into the news for this year. Now oh, they're yeah. actually going to go on ahead and make a sequel out of it. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, okay, but yeah, my reaction to yeah, my reaction to when they first heard out they reboot they're rebooting. I'm like, come on, like there's like enough with this. Like, like get some pot and get some more ideas because rebooting everything is not going to work out. And I told uh one of my colleagues at work who's a big movie guy like myself, and I was telling him about that, and he's like, really. And he was like, he sounded like really down too. I'm like, yep, they're reaping. I'm like, why? And he's like, why? And I'm like, exactly. Like, the, like, like I said, the the whole idea of the reboot was just stupid. I agree with you. Like I said, I can understand if they can actually do something different with the storytelling and things like that, and try and make the effects different. But still. There's nothing that you can actually make the effects different to make it stand out on its own or anything like that. It's still going to have a guy removing his face and putting yeah. it onto another guy's body. The only thing that might be different is the technology, but as far mm-hmm. as the and update, maybe a little bit of updated effects on that. But other than yeah. that, it's still the same MO. It's still the same type of feel to it, in my opinion, because I don't really feel like there's any change in anything. Normally, I mean, when you reboot something, you're trying yeah. to retell of a story. Like I mean, if, if they did a re- yeah. if they did a reboot of this, they were they were gonna like I had a feeling that they're gonna dumb it down, make it a comedy. I'm like, it probably was gonna be like you're probably gonna have Kevin Hart in it or something. And then um, I'm like, I don't want to like somebody mentioned this, the Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. I mean, I'll probably watch it for oh, the no, rock. No. I'll probably want to watch it for the rock aspect. But then again, they didn't just make it a comedy and just kind of ruin the effect of it. But Again, that's just all. That was like some guy's fake, like not really happening. But it's like I, I had a feeling that they're gonna dumb down Face Off and just ruin what John Woo did. Especially since this movie was what got me, like, got Nick Cage and Travolta in the mainstream. Because before then, they weren't doing big movies. I mean, before then, I think Travolta he just brushed in the action with Broken Arrow, but this one right. was first true big act and then Nicolas Cage was just a an indie guy and then to get him to do because he didn't he did I think he did um like Con Air a couple maybe a couple months later that yeah. came out but this was his first true big blockbuster and like I said and then that that's what started the stardom of these two guys. I mean Nick Cage is now like I mean Nick Cage has got an Oscar. I mean come on. Right. <laughs> 
let's see. Let's see what other listeners have to say, too. All right. And then when um, Nicholas Cage says, Peach, I could eat a peach for hours. It's just like, <laughs> it's just so cringy. Oh. Uh, let's see. Hold on, we got No, I think there's a lot of potential. I mean, you could do a uh, three-way switch, you know, three faces and switch them around, you know, do some kind of round robin with that. You could also do maybe dick off and they switch dicks instead of faces. And, you know, like have a comedy version of the film. <laughs> I'm done. No more internet for me for the night. No. <laughs> Dicks off. No porn. <laughs> Let's see what we got for the next one. (laughs) You are smoking something, man. John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever. The list is that Michael, uh, Nicolas Cage, Valley Girl. Like, these were the biggest stars of the time. And that's why Face Off was such a big hit. Because it was two giants coming together. Definitely. That's also why I wanted to see this movie, to be honest with you. I love Saturday Night Fever. I also loved uh, Michael. I didn't mention the. I didn't see the last film that he actually mentioned, but seeing these two juggernaut of an actors come together and everything was one of the main reasons why I wanted to see Face Off. And it was also a John Woo film. And even though it was going to be one of those action films from the '90s and everything, I didn't really care. I remember going to the movie theaters as a kid and seeing this film. And just being blown away with the action sequences, being blown away with the storyline, I just couldn't wait to see Face Off. (laughs) And also, too, another thing that I actually wanted to mention was the fact that, you know, hands down, this is actually one of the better films that Nicolas Cage has ever been in besides Con Air and everything. And then we also had him in Leaving Las Vegas and everything, too. Leaving Las Vegas was one of his better films though as well and then don't i'm not even going to mention honeymoon in vegas because that's not even close to what he did with leaving las vegas but you know um i should probably read what i said about me like what i think in the terms of the action genre i I guess because i think they've done a lot of stuff then but again, I think a lot, of, like I said, I, I person to know who these guys were when I first saw this movie, because this movie came out like I wasn't even of age to watch this movie. And then I think I watched it years <laughs> later and I didn't know much of Nick Cage and Travolta. And oh, I mm. forgot I think the, the one movie that Nick Cage did prior to this one was The Rock. And that was a young Nick Cage. Mm. Like and and that was his first big yep. a- action. But this is him, because then again, he had he was more of a like a wasn't a like he was main character but i think it was more of the sean connery show and he was just along for the ride in a sense but this face-off was the the big like nick cage movie like you're getting enough about nick cage and and travolta essentially and it's like a leading like two as two leading guys in terms of the action movies and and travolta i just saw it was broken arrow and he was fantastic in that but it's seen him take off on his own in a sense. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. And everything. And you know, another thing though I wanna mention is this with uh Nicolas Cage and I'm gonna matter of fact, I like The Rock. The Rock is actually one of my favorite Michael Bay films that he starred in. Mm-hmm. But he also did eight millimeter. He also did Snake Eyes. Of course, you know he did that City of Angels. But Gone in sixty seconds was also in two thousand. But let's see here, ninety seven. After uh, Face Off, he actually did City of Angels, and then after City of Angels, he did Snake Eyes, and then from Snake Eyes, he did Eight Millimeter, and then from Eight Millimeter, he said he went on ahead and did Bringing Out the Dead, and then from there, he did Gone in sixty seconds, and then of course he did The Family Man, which is actually one of my favorite movies of Nicolas Cage but you know it just shows you the level of acting that Nicolas Cage can do whenever yeah. he has given the right script because we've seen him in bad movies I mean I've, I'm always rooting for the guy but yeah. this new movie that Frenchie and I reacted to looks really good and really well I'm just going to put Nicolas Cage-ism <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, it feels like a movie that Nicolas Cage is good at and that is Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, I'm actually excited to see that, but I'm not going to pay twenty bucks right now to actually no. it because I don't I don't have twenty dollars to actually spend right now. 
But, yeah. you know, I'm actually excited for that. If you're looking for a good uh, Nick, Nick Cage movie to watch, check out Drive Angry. That movie's awesome. Uh, I didn't really like that one. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> that one's great. I mean, that was definitely Nick Cage. I mean, it's just like, like um, just the, some of the lines. I'm like, I'm not picking up a hitchhiker. I'm like, I don't have my thumb out, or just, or just this, the the cheesiness of it. it was it was just entertaining, and and then um, that William Fincher as the the accountant. I thought he was hysterical. Um, but I, I love the sequence where he's standing like there, like he's standing in front of this big pit area. He's unloading his gun into the car, and the car lands right by his feet while he's reloading his gun. I mean, I just, I like, is that that was anytime it's on, I'm watching it, and it's just, I'm, it's, I, I mean, it's like, it's, I know what I'm getting in this movie, and that's the point because it's entertainment. And, um, Bangkok, he was great in Bangkok Dangerous. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, like in the shootouts and then the recent movie i watched i absolutely hate it this movie was terrible but it was like jujitsu essentially nicholas cage was a kung fu master doing flips but he has a very good attention to detail when it comes to paper paper hats (laughs) (laughs) um there's something else i wanted to mention though too um aris gabin the guy that i interviewed from project power Mm-hmm. He actually played an extra on Project Power. He played the security guard. But mm-hmm. he was telling me different things that Nicolas Cage would do, and he would actually get this. He actually did use the line, Peach, I can eat a peach for hours on somebody on set just to make people laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he had that little smirk on his face like he normally does in the movies and everything, too. Uh-huh. Eric has some great stories of Nicolas Cage. And you can actually <laughs> listen to that on the pod- audio-only podcast on Apple Podcasts or where you get your podcasts from. Yeah. I did that a couple – matter of fact, that was about almost close to a year ago mm. that I interviewed Eric. But he actually lives in my town. But, you know, just a little something. Let's take a look and see what somebody else said. I mean, you know, I, I really did enjoy Face Off, and I remember it was one of my dad's uh, favorite movies when he was alive, you know, and um, I when the, remember the first time seeing it as a kid, I remember getting, like, really freaked out because I was really young, I think, and um, not that I think I actually know I was really young because I remember freaking out and thinking, oh, my gosh, can they actually do that? And I was paranoid that my dad was going to, you know, have his face taken off like that. I always thought I was something special and things were going to happen to me like that. But but also, I'm a huge movie buff, too. And um, so, yeah, really enjoying the show. And, uh, yeah, movie lovers, I know um, you and I talked the other day. And Charlie yep. Widman, I'm glad to hear you on here as well. So gave you both a follow. So enjoying the show. Thank you. <laughs> That's Thank pretty you, cool. Well, I, yeah, next, we yeah, appreciate it. Most definitely, you know, we, we always appreciate any kind of feedback that you guys actually have for us. I like conversing with our audience and everything. So, you know, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, we really do. We appreciate that a lot. I'm so, more, um, to answer that one, I'm more on the on the video side of this. I haven't done many of the stereos, but I'm more with, you can, like, more um, on the video shows. Um, if you want to see more of us, um we have like if you like Dexter or you want to follow Dexter, we have a Dexter after like we got Dexter after show podcast to lead up to the new show and all that good stuff and other good stuff that we're doing soon. Exactly, we have a lot of good things that we are actually cooking up, and I cannot wait to actually drop that soon. But we are going to be doing our worst of 2010 coming up on Saturday, Friday. right? Or was it Friday? On Friday, Friday. yep. Because yep. we're going to be talking more Friday. about this movie on Saturday. Exactly. Oh, we have another. Hey guys, it's Tamika. I remember seeing Face Off in the theaters with my mom. For some reason, I I don't know why a kid was watching Face Off, but anyway, um, I remember it was really cool, especially the scene with the doves that fly when John Travolta and Nick Cage face each other in the church. And I think after that, I saw Face Off a couple more times because it was my favorite movie. Yeah, this movie well, is not my favorite. Yeah, I'm a huge John Woo aficionado, so I know all his trademarks. And, like, the doves for me, I'm very, like, every time I see doves in a movie, especially John Woo, you know, you know bullets are about to fly, in a sense. <laughs> 
right. No, I wonder gonna... if that's where Prince. Uh, let's, let me make a little pun here. I wonder if that's where Prince actually got the song "When Doves Cry." <laughs> oh, maybe we saw like a John Woo film. But you know, it's just me just having fun. I know. Yeah. Uh, like my favorite John Woo movie is actually Hard Boiled. Oh, nice. I mean, uh, that, I mean, like, I... it's so oh, good. Cool. <laughs> um, my favorite. I actually have two favorite John Woo movies: Mission Impossible Two, which I'm probably the only one on this earth that likes Mission Impossible Two. Hey, I love it. And then it's I'm... one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm not the only one. So. Let's see, and then I also like, of course, Face Off. Face Off is number one for me, though. But um, let's go back to what what we were yeah. talking about with the remake, though. Yeah. Um. So with the remake and everything, how would you actually remake this film? Because we have to make this thing kind of fresh. We have to make this thing kind of new, making an appeal for a 2021 kind of audience and everything. How do you get an audience that wasn't around in the 90s, get them elevated to something that's into a 2021 kind of culture how do you actually do that uh how if you're that i'm like i wouldn't personally do it because i don't want to touch because i'm a fan of cinema but to fit for this generation you probably do it on tiktok and it'll be like a minute yeah i don't know that's how you gotta get this generation unfortunately that's i mean that's unfortunate that this is the only like that because like I said like I like because you like not there's not many people like so far like that I haven't seen in this, this my generation that would be willing to sit down for another a two and a half movie hour movie and like people are like oh so I mean unfortunately you got to TikTok it <laughs> that's how you get <laughs> well for me I mean okay so I would get Jason Statham in this movie yeah, I would watch that <laughs> okay so I would get Jason Statham. What about The Rock? Would you get The Rock in it, or? Um, I don't know, but the it's interesting. It's interesting because again, one of the other videos I watched was like somebody mentioned Jason Statham, but and then the funny thing is because Jason Statham would probably already be willing to do it because if you've seen the movie Spy, starring with Jason Statham, Melissa McCarthy, he mentions um like all right, this is how we do it. I'm gonna like um. Like, like, I'll go down in the thing, go to the face-off machine, get a new face, and then I can take out Reyna. So, Jason Statham is intentionally making fun of face-off in the sense in that movie Spy of him mentioning the face-off machine, saying, like, it only, like, um, like, it's like, how much will it cost? 25 cents? And then he's like, oh, really, really? He's like, no, of course, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> My question is this. Who would you actually cast as the... Okay, so we have Jason Statham as probably as the as the bad guy. And then who would we get for the bad guy, for Caster's role? Tom Hardy, maybe? Idris Elba? Maybe. Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy would be pretty cool, to be honest. Um, Sean Knowles probably would want Gosling. (laughs) (laughs) No, just no. I like Gosling, but no, I do not like Gosling <laughs> in a face-off movie. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's see, who else would we actually do? Because I like Idris Alba, to be honest with you. I think mm. Idris would be awesome. Um, as cast as an as an caster Troy kind of character, you know. Yeah. I mean, then again, or who uh, the important thing is, who would you get to direct with it? I mean, if it's Dave, we'll probably do Guy Ritchie. Mm. Action. Guy Ritchie's good for twists and turns, though. Yeah. You um, know, he does twist within a twist. So yeah. Ritchie, eh. I mean, the dialogue, you know, would be good and uh, kind of like. Because that that's where that's where he excels at is the dialogue. Sure. Um, maybe David Leach or the some anybody that did the John Wick series. David, okay. How about the same people who did the John Wick? Okay, the some people who did John Wick. I think it was Are David it? Leach. Yeah. Okay. I think it was. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was David Leach and Chad Solansky, and then David Leach has gone out and he's done other. Um, 
he's went out and directed them. I mean, he fixed the action sequences in Birds of Prey because they called him and he helped fix it. Um, and he also directed Deadpool two, which was hysterical. And then, I mean, no, I, 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 was... I, I think, yeah, I think instead of Idris Elba or Tom Hardy, Brad Pitt, Stephen <clears throat> Pitt. I would say Brad Pitt back in the nineties. Now, not so much. I mean, he 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 fought pretty. He he knows how. Like he he played a stunt devil, so he knows how like True. that. And then I mean, he, he I mean, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he he held his own. <laughs> True. True. I and and he's supposed to be in a he's supposed to be in a movie with David Leach called A uh, Bullet Train. Um, that one's supposed to have a pretty big cast, and there it's a train full of assassins. That's true. Now, you know, I need to see that movie, and then I, once I see that movie, I can actually say gay or nay. Yeah, I'm gonna just gonna put a period on that real on that put a cap on that, mm. and say I'll wait until I see that movie. But I think Shad Solinsky would actually be a perfect director for that. Oh, this is gonna be pretty big. I just saw that the. On my newsfeed, they were getting a first trailer for Mortal Kombat on Thursday. Ooh. Okay, so we're definitely going to have to do a trailer reaction for that. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Okay. I was going to, heck, I mean, I have HBO Max. I was going to watch it anyway, but, uh. Me too. Yeah. But do not even, don't watch the trailer. (laughs) Just don't watch the trailer. I won't. <laughs> Trust me, I'm like every single time I see a new trailer, I'm like, ooh, I need to click it. But now that I'm doing, now that we're doing trailer reactions, yeah, thing, I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to actually. When, once the Matrix Four trailer is out, I'm gonna be waiting to do the reaction on that one. That one, I got, I got so much hype for that movie. <laughs> I have a feeling um, it's gonna be really good. I know Tamika's also excited yeah. for it. I know that she's probably yeah. listening right now. Yeah. But, um. But like, but like, like I said, for like, think uh, if you have any, if anybody has not seen Hard Boiled, that's the John Wayne movie I highly recommend. It's when Chow Yun Fat was just like Chow Yun Fat is one of the greatest international action stars I've ever seen, and because he's awesome. But Hard Boiled has this entire action sequence shoot shot in a hospital, and it is one of the if, and I think it's all one continuous movement. There's barely any cuts. And it's one huge shootout in a sense. <laughs> I mean, this this movie is just—it's awesome. I'm gonna have to check it out. That's one of the movies I haven't seen of John Woo's that I need to watch. Yeah, that one's a good one. The John Woo's The Killer is too, because um, because you'll you, that's where you get like like there's like in a sense John Woo like he always has these trademarks like the dual Berettas. Those are the those are the Berettas are the two weapons he he always uses is in his usually in his movies. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they the Berettas were used in Hard Target as well with Jean Claude Van yep. Damme, which is yep. a great John Woo movie as well. But I believe Doves Berettas jumping in the air slow motion. Um, like yeah, 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 that like or like or sliding down a a banister railing, like jumping backwards on a uh, like jumping backwards on a moving cart while shooting. I mean, that, this is all like John Woo's trademarks, and, and I think that's what kind of like originated uh Max Payne because that's uh, a lot of that stuff is in Max Payne, <laughs> except for definitely. Well, except for the r- sliding down banisters, and uh, and that's what the video game stranglehold was <laughs> was the sequel to hard boil and that was a video game where you can just you get style points for running up banisters dual pistols jumping backward yeah. like yeah i love playing that game but yeah uh, now that you mention it with um hard target that's actually my third favorite uh john Woo movie because i actually yeah. own that movie too i actually i don't know yeah, I don't own it yet. Um, like I said, I'll probably so with 4Ks. It it's only a matter of time before it gets on 4K. So I'll get it. I mean, um, the hard boiled is very hard to find. Same with the killer. So those are very hard movies to find. <laughs> okay. Oh, we have a message. Let's see. So I have a weird question to ask you guys. What made um. The concept of face-off just exchanging someone else's face and replacing it with yours. 
so appealing to audience at that time because we have kind of the same concept in the early Mission Impossible films or the TV series and the spy type thing where you can just unmask yourself. So I guess I'm wondering what made this concept um, appealing in a sense, if you understand what I mean. Okay. Um, I'll go with this one and I'll give you your, and then you can give your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my thing is this, and we, we touched on this for a little bit about the fact that we had two juggernauts of an, of actors that came into this movie and everything, John DeVolta, Nicolas Cage, but there's also an originality behind it, even though we've seen it in other spy films and things like that, but we never saw it in the context of the way that it was done on face off. To the point where you're taking somebody else's face off and you're removing that face and then they're putting it on that person's face and doing laser surgery on that person. And then Mm -hmm. you're having to actually sound like that person through the microphone and try and change your voice and everything. So we never actually got something that was fun and original like that with any of the other spy films. Yeah, they tried to do impressions of that person and things like that, but they didn't use... To me, it was like a little bit of a sci-fi element to that aspect where you're actually mm-hmm. using that microphone voice recording to try and change that voice recording to where it sounds like that person. And we never got that from any other spy film or anything like that, at least to my knowledge and, and everything. But that's why I wanted to go into this thing because it felt like a sci-fi movie. It felt like, okay, there's this guy who's in a coma. They did everything they can with the interrogations and everything. They're not getting through their other guys. So they have to go in undercover. So you have that element. Then you have the sci-fi element. Then you have Nicolas Cage and you also have Travolta going at it. This is something that we've been wanting to see, even though that we didn't know that we wanted to see it up until we saw a trailer. But what did you think? Um, Like I said, when this movie first came out, I had no idea what this movie was. Like, like I said, I was, this came out in 96. I was only four. I didn't watch it till like <laughs> years years later. So, like I said, I, I just watched it because for the John Woo aspect of it or whatever it was. It was an okay. action film. I didn't really get, get go deep into the plot element of it. Like, a lot of it, I don't, like, like, like didn't get into the plot element and stuff. I didn't really follow that. This, the, uh, I think there's more of the action aspect to it. But as the years progressed, I mean, I've done, like, deep analysis of this movie. I mean, I've written, like, I might still have it. Like, I wrote a paper on this movie, like, in a sense of the, the, like, I think I found a book and it was talking about, like, the intertwine of genres into it, and I was, like, just reading, like, my attention to detail was off the roof for this, because I was going over the scenes, like, what makes, like, Nick Cage such a, like, like a bad guy, and then all that stuff, I think, um, I might still have the paper somewhere, um, but yeah, I, I, like, the more I read into it, the more I can pick up on these little things, and how there's many genres just in this movie alone from there's the sci-fi element of it to the straight up action to suspense and horror kind of like kind of like a like a a body of of the body swap stuff Mm -hmm. and there's some horror aspects into it like like scary parts when when they when 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 john travolta like or when caster troy wakes up and he he finds out what happens to him how they're able to find these people that did the surgery and essentially light them on fire i mean there's there's really horror aspects like he's a serial killer in a sense (laughs) right but also to it kind of has that uh element of uh body snatchers you know yeah as well that's also another horror element as well so i mean that's what it had working for it i remember like i said i remember going to the movie theaters for it because i'm a huge john woo fan and i remember hard target at that time with john claude van damme and and as soon as it said john woo i'm like i'm there yeah <laughs> there's no there's no answer if or but i'm i'm there for a john woo film mm-hmm that church shootout was just awesome and then of course you also have the other shootout that happens with his son listening to the headset with Somewhere Over the Rainbow and things like that when Caster, a.k.a. John Travolta, yeah. goes ahead and crashes that party. Yeah. But I also have to remember, my favorite thing, too, is, like, he's, we're going to get to it in the review, but I remember when 
Pastor Troy is actually having to remember that he's actually married and he can't yeah. sleep with his wife. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but, actually, like, well, like the one, like he thinks it's his wife, but it's really his sister. <laughs> oh yeah, that was kind of weird. And, I'll, and, I'll admit. And she, yeah, she has a son, and that's his son. Like okay, well, it's not kind of creepy from Caster uh, Caster Troy. Okay, I'm now thinking of rap. Uh, um, yeah. Caster... but I just thought the dialogue was just hysterical. Like throughout, like some of it's very quotable. It's like, like, oh, oh, what's the problem, Sean? You're not having any fun. Like we'll blow some, we'll blow some shit up. It'll be more fun. Like I mean, this like <laughs> this hit emphasis on the word, like the fun type. I'm like, um. Or the sequence where Travolta comes in, there's like, ah, the, the battle between good and evil, sinner versus sin, but you're still not having any fun. Like, I just, like just, and then as soon as that happens, you know they're going to shoot out. It's just... Right. But you know what, though? It kind of reminds me of Harley and Joker at that moment, where yeah. it's, like, it's like, come on, honey, what, what seems to be the problem? You're not having any fun? Okay, we'll go ahead and just blow up Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> Is that fun for you? That's what it seems like. That's what it sounds like to me. It's like a Harley yeah. Quinn and Joker relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and everything. But from Castro Troy's um, standpoint and everything, that's his version of fun. And then also, too, you know, it's not unusual for someone that's actually like that to actually have like kind of like an incest kind of relationship with his sister and everything. Because don't yeah. forget, we, I think now correct me if I'm wrong. But in the movie The Crow, doesn't um, wasn't there like an accessory going on inside that uh, thing with uh, Top Dollar? Maybe like the I, uh, I think the the, the 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 girl that's obsessed with the crow. Yeah, I think so. But then again, I'm like, I, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. <laughs> I have the Blu-ray. I need to actually go back and rewatch it. But I'm not sure if they were like brother and sister. That's my thing. Could have been. Um, I'm not sure. But it's not unusual for these stereotypes uh, people to actually have some type of incestory, incest going on. If you actually think about it. Yeah. Psychopaths and stuff like that. Look at Norman Bates, for example. Yeah, I know. With his mom and things like that. that creep yeah. Into that. So, you know, seeing that um, Caster is actually sleeping with the sister and he has a kid and everything doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's kind of cringeworthy and everything else too, but it also makes sense at the same time. It's interesting too. I mean, we can focus in on the review, but there apparently there is an alternate ending for Face Off. Oh, there is. Yeah, I remember. Okay. I remember. I remember on one of the Blu-rays I had had it, but then again, my disc got destroyed and I was. Pausing it, stopping the movie on my laptop, pa- stopping it, and then so because I was writing down notes when I was taking notes when I was watching the movie, and then my one of my discs got destroyed. <laughs> but it was on that disc, and I remember the alternate ending. It's uh, it's uh, not as in, it's not as uh, it's not as uh, cheerful in a sense. It's a lot more hmm. ambiguous. That's kind of odd. Yeah. But something we can focus in on the review. Definitely. Um, let's see what I was going to say. But I never understood the whole. Now, this is another cringeworthy thing, at least to me, was the part with the whole entire thing where they're rubbing their hands on their face with the fan. With, yeah, I never understood that. Family, um. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I might. I wonder if it had something to do with uh, um, after the son gets sh- killed, maybe no, he again. Was actually, he oh was yeah, actually doing that to his son too on the uh, fer- on the miracle go round. The uh, yeah, the horses. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> that was kind of weird. <laughs> There's a lot. Of again, I didn't. Re- I, didn't re- I don't. I didn't read too much into that one. <laughs> but anyways, that's. I'm not sure if there's, like, anything else that you wanted to cover with this. I know that we actually have, like, a slow movie day 
as far as yeah. Well, I think, like you said, we were we mainly been talking about the reboot, but I, I mean, we should we, we should go into the fact that this movie, what's ha- what's coming out now, is not a reboot. It's a direct right. sequel. Exactly, and that changes that changes the game. That's why I was trying to uh, ask you who would you cast? How would you actually put this in a twenty twenty? Oh, I thought it was not area. I thought we were talking about uh, like 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 I thought we were talking about like like for reboots. No, for sequels, I don't know. I can like I said I th- I I wouldn't be, like I said I it like I said I mean Travolta and the Cage aren't doing anything. I'd get them back because I want to I want to see them back in action. <laughs> I would like to see that too, but based off the report, it doesn't look like that they're going to be returning. That's why I was trying to figure out who would actually be the right type of person that would actually fit the bill or something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. It depends on what the uh, the director uh, wants, but like it was kind of cool seeing the quote from the director who's directing uh, March 31st, uh, Godzilla versus Khan. He says, like, what? Reboot? Pff, no. I, I can never reboot that movie or that. I'm like, or, like, do it like, like we're doing a direct sequel because that movie's perfect as is. Um, I'm not sure who I'd cast now. Um, like for I mean that was in the reboot territory they were starting from scratch. This one I'm not sure. Um, like I said, I like I haven't seen any other reports otherwise mentioning that these two guys were not going to be a part of it. I'm pretty sure if I mean Travolta probably would want. I mean like, he could use some help. Uh, I mean he's like he he's probably at the point where he, he can just do whatever he wants. But he's been he's had a couple really bad rated movies that came out, and I think he could use a little like bit of a John Wick esque. Um, career starter again. <laughs> to be honest with you, we've seen it done before, right? Where yeah. actors are not doing so hot with their movies or anything like that, so they go back to what made them. You know? I mean, look what happened, to Colin Firth. I mean, Colin Firth is nothing was known as the guy that's just been in the romantic comedies and stuff. He did Kingsman, and now he's a badass, and now he's gonna be in a third Kingsman movie. And I thought, like I said. That church sequence with Colin Firth and Kingsman is one of the greatest action sequences I've seen in a long time. That's one of the most memorable sequences I will always remember because of how badass that sequence was. Definitely. And we Neeson still kick in. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I don't I mean, want to see... Liam Neeson can do whatever he wants at this point. I mean, if like whatever, like I said, I mean, he's he, he's done all what he had. He's made a lot of money. He's just he's doing it for himself. And he's having fun with it, and it's I'm okay with that. I mean, I wanted to it's like well, I watched a Liam Neeson movie to see him kick ass, and I just watched the the Honest Thief movie with him in it, and he that was entertaining. I mean, like another one I'd recommend. It's not your typical Liam Neeson movie, but I'd recommend Cold Pursuit. That movie's hysterical. It's like it's it doesn't it, the trailers don't seem like it's gonna be funny, but watch the movie. It it, it definitely reveals its colors. <laughs> I saw that in the um, theater. That's hysterical. <laughs> guess this though, Simon Barrett. He said mm-hmm. this in a tweet. He said, uh, clarifying things a bit on Instagram. Face Off is a miraculous film. We would never attempt to directly recreate its magic. But we are very excited about what we have planned. So my thing is this. I'm just speculating and going off the cuff that they may not be using Travolta or Nicolas Cage since they don't want to recreate that magic that yeah. they had. Or maybe but, have, it in it, have it in it briefly because this could be the son take, doing something, getting into the FBI or having maybe Travolta as the the head of the FBI I, w- because, I could see Travolta doing something, and he has yeah. to go after somebody else. Yeah, well, and I was just to... him okay. taking over because he killed because Castor killed the reigning director of the of the FBI, and and because it, 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 it didn't focus in on that the fact that there's still a vacancy. I could see after what Travolta just went through, I could see him taking it like him being more of the in charge guy of um, Victor of. Uh, Victor uh, Lazaro, I could see him taking on that type of a role and him being the boss of the son, maybe. Adam. Okay, so 
this is what I'm thinking, okay? I'm thinking that Travolta is actually having to go after another criminal, and he's mm-hmm. having to do the same thing where he's not getting anything out of anybody. So mm-hmm. he has to go after maybe one of his top agents to actually go in this time. Mm-hmm. And he's probably having to do this, set up the same scenario because he's actually the only one that pretty much knows about this top secret facility that actually will be able to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this, you're sending somebody that's actually a top-notch agent and, and you try and take this person down with that person's face. Yeah. And it's not necessarily anybody that's related to Nicolas Cage or anything like that, that you have a different villain entirely. Yeah. Because that's what I want. I don't want to have, oh, this was this one's son. This was this one's no. cousin. This was. I was talking one's... about Adam. It would tr- like since like, at, like the, he lives now with the Archer family. He's the one that's like take care of mm. our boy. At the end, Adam is the one as the agent that goes okay. under the. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Adam, because Travolta doesn't do this. Travolta's no. the head of the FBI. His right. son works for him. So essentially, it's okay. the father son do, or they're working in the FBI the same building. Just Travolta's now the Victor Lazaro character because Castor killed him to get to the fun- funeral sequence in the first one. So Travol- Sean Archer is now the head of the FBI, and his son Adam probably takes on the role. Um, that I can um, see that. Yeah, and like uh, he's the one that, that goes under it. I mean, it's just Travolta's in it, but he's not in like like he's in it like in spurts, um, like or like he's kind of like like that, and, like, and he's just doing he's doing the job that that, but he knows what the process is, right? It is okay. uh, yeah, but but it'd be Adam, his like a, a, the son that he took over from uh um from the fa- that from that family he brought him brought Adam home so now he has a place so Adam Adam is going to be the one that does it that's what I'm thinking okay so okay so let's go on ahead and do this from an emotional level from Travolta's point of view okay number 1 Adam's now Travolta's son we knew that from um watching the very first film mm-hmm. okay we established that well Let's say, for instance, yeah, he's the top agent, but at the same time, Travolta is actually trying to stop him from doing it because he because he almost didn't get his face back. Mm-hmm. It went haywire. So when yeah. he's actually having to convince his son not to do it, don't do this. We can actually send another agent in, and then while Travolta is actually trying to send um, another person in, his son does it anyways. Travolta doesn't know that his son went under the knife to do this. So mm-hmm. now he's having to actually try and find, figure out a way to get his son back, get the get his face back and everything or something like that on those lines. Because mm-hmm. you actually have, have something from an emotional standpoint from a father's perspective. Yeah. Especially him as now the, in this supposed situation, he's the head of the FBI because technically Archer is the head of the FBI. Right. I'm perfectly fine with that scenario, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I'm—I would just like to actually maybe catch another serial killer, catch another criminal, and things like that. That's not part of Nicholas Cage's. No, I wasn't saying that. Yeah. I mean, right, they right. could. I mean, they—they they could, in a sense, if they really want to. But sci-fi, um, no one's. But... <laughs> yeah, but again, I don't know. Um, how, how they're gonna play, but that's how I would do it to make sure if you're, like, if you, you at least have some. Somebody from the original movie, like Travolta, back as Sean Archer, but this is maybe more of a supporting role, but in a sense, head of the FBI. Right. And like I said, um, the, the only reason why I'm saying I don't want Nicolas Cage, um, someone mm-hmm. that's related to Nicolas Cage, uh, Coy's yeah. cousin or anything like that, it's yeah. been done before. We've seen it in Die Hard. We've seen it done before yeah. over and over again. I want something new. I want something fresh. If they're going to do a sequel, do something fresh with it instead of yeah. doing some the same rehash that we got from the yeah. first film. Yeah. Make it completely different. And the way that we're talking about it, we should be the writers for this film, the way yeah. that we're going on. I just, like I said, if you're doing a sequel to like, Face Off, I want to at least have some characters that you had from the first one that survived have them to know we're, we're going to direct sequel, not say we're going to direct sequel and it's a completely different story, which is not the idea of a sequel. You, I want to at least have some 
similar parts of the first movie involved in the sequel. Like, right. like Travolta. Like, at least, if you're going to do a sequel, get, at least get Travolta in it. Because <laughs> then, you, then you know that people know what they're going to get there into. Like, okay, now I know that this is going to be a sequel. Not like a soft reboot in the sense of what they're doing with Suicide Squad, having characters from the original Suicide in it, but rebooting it. No, I want a, I want a story, but have it involve Travolta's character somehow. My question is this, though. Who is alive <laughs> from the first one that would actually know about this experiment? His wife. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, but she doesn't know. Matt, Matt, um, I think, uh, uh, I think uh, Connie oh, Chun. Like, I think I think Maggie Chun or something or like whatever or like she like, or somebody. Um, um, let me look. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about with Maggie. She was actually uh, Sean's right hand girl whenever it came yeah. down to it. Yeah. Um, I don't hear... Yeah. Uh, if that's the case, I'd be okay with that. To be honest, like I mean, at least not like uh, Margaret Show. Um, Margaret Cho. Yeah, like, I mean, and then we don't know what, like, or maybe we could be going a different story instead of Adam. It could be his daughter. I wouldn't mind a gender swap, to be honest with you. It would be something new. Yeah. Um, like, again, so I'm not like, sure. Um, anyway, like, as in these are just, like, like I said, I mean, at least have somebody, like, uh, from the main, like, cat part of the movie, like, at least at least try to get Travolta back or in some capacity or ha- have him, somebody play Sean Archer that's like that. I mean, you don't need Nicolas Cage because he's technically gone, but if you can get at least get Travolta back, then I know what I'm going to get into with the sequel. Right. I want us to have the same character or uh, same characters yeah. with the FBI agent part, at least. I don't want this to be like a straight to DVD release, straight to Blu-ray release of Face Off. Mm-hmm. I want this to be a theatrical cut. If you're going to make a Face Off sequel, make a, uh, make a theatrical cut. Do not make it a straight to DVD Blu-ray. Yeah. Because Face Off needs to be a theatrical cut. Yeah. Huh. You know didn't what I mean? It Thomas does Jane not... Was huh. What's that? I said I didn't know Thomas Jane was in this movie. Oh, he was? Surprisingly. He might have played like a one of the agents in the beginning that got a shot, maybe got his ear shot off or something. I'm not 100% sure. Um, he played I'm Burke. Look at this. By the way, I do have the Blu-ray. Uh, I do too. Of it. And, you know, I, I do where it says, see where it has the ultimate ending. So, yeah. And it also has the optional commentary as well with it. So I might mm-hmm. actually dig, do some deep, deep diving into it when we get ready to do a review for it. Yeah. So, that will be something that we'll actually play around with. Yeah. Uh, so, when did you say that Mortal Kombat, the trailer, is going to be dropping? Thursday. Thursday? Yep. All right. So, you know, I'm going to go on ahead. I'll talk to Frenchie and see if it's okay with him, if you and I can actually uh, okay. do that one. Because I would like to actually do a Mortal Kombat trailer reaction. Because, yeah. you know me, I'm a diehard Mortal Kombat fan. The second movie was trash. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but sorry yeah. to the directors if you didn't want to hear that, but no, I mean, come on, you gotta admit when you kill off spoiler alert, you kill off Johnny Cage in the beginning of the movie, then you know it's gonna be terrible. Right. When I was a kid, I was like, I was really ashamed of that. So, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to touch on as far as face off goes or anything like that? No, I think we'll go more in depth in it when our our actual movie review to see if it actually holds up in the in in, in our in 2021 we'll find out <laughs> right and then of course too you know as details go go off of it and everything with what the plot is about and everything we can play off of that too yeah yeah so if there's anybody listening or anything if you guys have any more questions for us that you want to send in that was the time to go on ahead and do that. If you have any topics that you would like us to talk about, send that in as well. Because otherwise, I'm going to go on ahead and end it right here, right now. I do appreciate all the, our other listeners that actually sent in uh, messages to us. I thought that was actually really cool. Thank you for the follow. Yeah. 
Another thing, too, is thank you, Tamika, for always supporting us and everything behind the scenes as well. And also, too, sending in messages. I do, I really do appreciate everything you do for us. So, we got multiple reviews this weekend, too, for everybody to look forward to. So, like John said earlier on Friday, um, John and I are going to be joined. Uh, John and I are going to be joined by my good friend Sean Knowles, and we're going to be finishing up our year in film of 2010 with our honorable mentions and our least favorites of 2010. So, if you're interested, if that was your favorite year movies, tune in for that. Saturday, like we just mentioned, we'll be focus- focusing on our face-off review, and on Sunday, John and I will be reviewing Outside the Wire. Did we enjoy it? You're gonna have to find out. <laughs> right. Did I enjoy it more than I enjoyed the trailer? Well, you guys are going to have to definitely find out for that one. So, if you guys want to, you guys don't have to, but if you guys choose to do so, go on ahead and go to the GoFundMe page. How do you do that? You just go on ahead, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash where we love you tonight. You guys can donate a couple of dollars to us just to keep the lights on up where we love you tonight. Another thing, too, guys, is if you guys want to, Go ahead and go to www.movielovesunite.com for all your entertainment needs and wants, for your entertainment pleasures. Also, two guys, go ahead and follow us at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram, and Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on YouTube. Yeah, follow us on YouTube YouTube. and and hit that subscribe button. Definitely. (laughs) And also, too, uh, you guys can also follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Pinterest and Movie Lovers uh, Unit on Twitter as well. You guys can also follow me on John DiGorio8 on Twitter. Another thing, too, guys, is we're actually on Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Do us a favor, rate us, give us a review. It actually helps us with the ratings on the podcast and everything, too. So go on ahead and do that. And as Charlie said, Go to our YouTube channel, Movie Lovers Unite, and give us a like, give us a thumbs up, share whatever videos that you like. We Frenchie and I just dropped our uh, Snyder Cut reaction trailer. Go on ahead and uh, check that out. That's actually called Neighbors Watching Trailers. So go on ahead, get that uh, a view. Tell us what you think about that. And entertaining. Good job, guys. And again, hopefully, hopefully, like hopefully, Justice League doesn't suck. Fingers crossed. I've been burned before. (laughs) Otherwise, like I said, I'm going to be a sad puffer fish if it winds up not being good. And especially when I bought... You bought stuff from them. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I actually had a... Get this. I actually had a fully support ACS universe and everything and Wonder Meg because of the fact that they were actually doing Snyder Cut sweatshirts. And stuff like that. I'm a big supportive supporter in supporting other people's YouTube channels and stuff like that. So I bought myself a Snyder Cut uh, hoodie. So I, I, the hoodie looks badass. So if even if the movie is not that great, at least I have a badass hoodie and everything. So I'm actually happy with it. <laughs> so I'm excited. I, I'm just yeah. excited. You know me. I'm a huge comic book fan. I'm a huge fan of Justice League. And I'm also a huge fan of Zack Snyder, so I can't wait to see what this thing is actually going to look like. Four hours, there's got to be something in there that we like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just yeah, just not make it very like. Don't force the funny in a sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Josh, Josh Josh Whedon's got a lot of issues right now, and I think a hugs like I mean after he did Justice League, I'm like, geez, what did somebody do to you, man? Like what you to to to, to ruin that movie? Like I mean, you almost ruined the Avengers for people. Thank God for the well, but, Right, exactly. So that's going to be it for the show. Thank you again, Charlie, for joining me. Yep. I do appreciate it. I'll see you again on Friday. Yeah. So that we can do our review uh, for our worst movies. And then, of course, I'll see you again on Saturday and Sunday. So, yep. always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to do this again. And bye bye. Bye. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, Little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main 
uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shoutouts on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic... Uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shout outs on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.